Welcome to Building Texas with Justin McKenzie and Summer Babarak, sponsored by the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation and Das Greenhouse. And now, here's your host, Justin McKenzie. Welcome to Building Texas, where we sit down with the most interesting people who are making an impact in our community, around the state, and really in the lives of others. And today, I'm extremely excited to introduce Building Texas to Dr. Tommy Price, who leads Bernie ISD as the superintendent. And wow, what a tenure we have had here while you've been here in Bernie. So I'm, I'm looking forward to celebrating your work and, and learning more about you through the conversation. But Dr. Price, welcome to Building Texas. Well, thank you for having me. Now, I don't know about the most interesting person in Bernie, but I'll do my best to keep you entertained for a few minutes. Well, I think you're probably one of the most impactful people in Bernie in that you have over 10,000 students in Bernie ISD, and that number is probably low at this point. And how have, how have you handled that growth? That wasn't the place Bernie ISD was when you got here. Yeah, so- we've grown about 3,000 students since I arrived seven years ago. Um, we've been able to do it because we really embrace our community. We listen to them, what they want. And what we've heard over and over again is we want to continue that small town feel, which sounds real easy, but when you're growing leaps and bounds and all the new folks coming in, how do you immerse them and keep that small town feel? And it's really just by uh, making that a priority for everybody in our district. We want everyone to feel like they belong. And, and that means different things for different folks. And some of our students, it could be in the fine arts, some athletics, some in our CT programs. But it's providing opportunities for all of our students to feel like they are part of this and taking a deep breath every once in a while and not getting overwhelmed. I was talking to some elementary school students yesterday, and I was excited. I was talking about the superintendent of Bernie ISD is going to be on the radio. And they asked, well, what's the superintendent? What's the role of the superintendent? And it was an opportunity for me to celebrate really everything that goes into running a school district. I've heard you say it's it's a very large business. It's a big budget. It's a lot of employees. And I want to recognize a couple of them because I work with a few teachers in the work that we do with incubator.edu. And then the theater program, Mr. Gonzalez out at Voss, has brought a whole spirit to being excited and working with kids and forming kids in, in the arts. Yes. But I suspect there's a lot of people that we would shout out and celebrate. Well, Jenny's great. I mean, she, she came to us with the idea for the incubator and I had never heard of it before. And she sold it just like she tells her students to do sell. And it's just grown leaps and bounds to the point where we're having to decide how can we expand it? And that's what you want. Um, Kids come to school for the subject maybe they love, but they come to school for the connections. And those teachers you're talking about, Jenny and Mr. Gonzalez, they form connections for our students. And that's important when we, again, having so many students living here, moving here, and my experience with moving here with my daughter who was in high school. And we moved right across the street from Champion. And so I thought when we visited, she's going to pick Champion High School. We go over there, and she loved it. It's a beautiful campus. And so I thought, this is it. And she goes, no, I've done some research, and I really want to go visit a teacher named Avi over at Bernie High School. And she went over there, best best move for her. And now Avi's moved over to Champion and has gone, he's gone to state three times in a row. And what's funny is I never had any idea about what fine arts or theater was really like because she's my actress 
but I've had tons of experience with athletics and I know the practice that our kids put in the practice they put in and the relationships they build in theater is just remarkable. And Mr. Gonzalez is building that pipeline. Well, I love to hear you talk about that because especially in Texas, I think there's this stereotype of overfunding or over attempting to athletics, particularly football. And I'm a Burning High School grad. Mm-hmm. I paid, played football at Burning High School and, and I love the experience of athletics, but there's so much in the arts. There's yes, so there much is. in other academies, and we're going to get into a few of the things that mm-hmm. have been very intentionally done by the school district, but it's really accounting for all what 10 to 11,000 students and being able to meet the needs in a fast-growing community. Mm-hmm. Uh, we re- recently went through the bond election, and, and that allows you to really expand and keep ahead of growth, but you've been playing catch-up in the last seven years. Yeah, I, I agree with you about the fine arts. Uh, everything we do, we we constantly I have the student advisory group, and I met with them to, this morning. And part of what we do every year is ask them, what can we do better? Because we're there are customers. I mean, everyone in the community is, but the ones who actually use us are our students. And these high school students have great insight, and they've given us tips about where do we need to expand, whether that's in some of our CT programs or whether that's in our fine arts programs, because it used to be, just speaking of theater, just theater. Now we've got music theater, and and it's really grown. And it, each time we do that, it touches another student and gets them involved. I mentioned before, I love, when I was in school, I liked Shakespeare, weird kid, but I didn't come to school for Shakespeare. I came to school because I made connections with students and I made connections with a teacher who cared about me. And our students care about each other and our teachers really go the extra mile. And that's what really keeps us going. In that effort, I think the other thing that Bernie ISD has done that is really impactful is the programming and the credit hours towards post-graduation. It's my understanding you can graduate Bernie High School with 60 college credits behind you. Is that the case? That's wonderful. I mean, that's really, we've expanded. College is expensive and we want to defer defer some of that expense because um, what we've done is we've opened up pathways in our P-TECH, which is mainly going to be cybersecurity, but some branches of that. You can go and you can do your two years and it will transfer any place in the state of Texas. That's a state school. And that's really good for us because with the cost right now rising and the first two years usually of any program is that all that junk we have to take. And so we can get some of that and do the credit back and forth. And we're going to open that same type of situation with our medical fields. And that will be open, well, next year. And great opportunities. So let's go back to that. It's mm-hmm. it's PTEC. Let's yeah. describe what is PTEC. Uh, it's it's a it's a name the state gave, and I'd love to get away from it because I think it it scares people, and people don't know what it is. It truly what we're offering is early college, uh, an opportunity. Now the difference from what we do than what a lot of other early colleges do is. Most of the time at 14 in other school districts, they're asking those 14-year-olds to decide, do you want to go the traditional path or college? If you choose that college, you don't get to do anything else but college. What we're trying to do and what we are accomplishing so far is we still want you to be a kid. I mean, and that's the part of the joy of, of whether you want to be a cheerleader, play the flute, whatever you want to do, but you can still do those college hours. And it's not just the kids in that pathway of the P-TECH pathway, whether it's the medical or the cybersecurity, we're offering through Angelo State 
the, pretty much the same opportunity, kind of a generalist. And you can still get your first 60 plus hours, and that's traditional history, English, and transfer that. Uh, but if you want a specialization, and, and college is really changing because uh, we come from a very well-educated community that most of our folks went through and got the four, you know, the masters or whatever they did. That world's changing where a certificate in cybersecurity, two-year degree in the medical fields will get you a pretty good living in this community. And part of what we did was work with the chamber and workforce about what do we need in our community because I, I for one, am tired of seeing our best and brightest moving to San Antonio, Dallas to make a living. I need them here. Selfishly, I'd love for my grandkids to grow up here with my children. This is Justin McKenzie, and you're listening to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. We're here this morning with Dr. Tommy Price, who leads Bernie ISD as the superintendent and in your final year as superintendent. But I love what you just said, and it was really what sparked our efforts on the entrepreneurial ecosystem is we're exporting so much talent out of Kendall County. It is our number one export Mm -hmm. is brilliant kids that are going through a great school system, Mm -hmm. but don't see a pathway back to a long-term career here. And and I hear that from grandparents often. I wish my grandkids could be here, but we're talking about a bigger issue. You have to create an ecosystem, a community where young parents can live and thrive here. Yes. And I love to hear that you could come out of high school with a professional skill set that's going to give you a living wage career, and we're going to attract those jobs out here. Das Greenhouse has given us an opportunity to place businesses here. We have a high school student doing her work program um, at Das Greenhouse with us this year. That's exciting momentum when the community is engaging with the school district to really find our best and brightest and give every student an opportunity to say, you can do it here. Now, with that, with our entrepreneur program that we have, the incubator, it really feeds into DOS Greenhouse. And we have several uh, students who have gone to college, have been through the program with Jenny, and realized, you know, college isn't, I'm smart, but college isn't for me. And I have this, this urging to to do something. And they're started their own businesses and they're being very successful at it. We have some children who've gone through the, um, you know, day one bags with um, charities and nonprofits. And one of the, one of our biggest nonprofits around here is a, a Bernie graduate. He didn't go necessarily to the program, but he definitely is one that would be, have benefited from that program. And just benefited from the community. I yes. think we live in a community that really supports this idea and your programs like P-Tech and Incubator give them a pathway to get involved. When we come back from the break, I want to dive deeper into how do you get involved with Bernie ISD, regardless of the stage or age that you're in. And, and we're going to dive into that when we return. You're listening to Building Texas on 103.9 FM Bernie Radio. My name's Justin McKenzie. Come back after the break to hear more about what Bernie ISD is doing to prepare the future of Kendall County. Did you know we've been playing football in Bernie for 99 years continuously? And for 72 of those years, we've been supporting the fine arts in our public schools with Bernie Turkey Dinner. If you love tradition, if you love Bernie, and if you love turkey, November 12th, BernieTurkeyDinner.com. Come support the fine arts in our community. 
Welcome back to Building Texas. You're listening to Bernie Radio 103.9 FM, and we're here today with Bernie ISD Superintendent Dr. Tommy Price. We're celebrating the great teachers that we have, the community that pours into our students and the future of our region. But really, when we talk about the future of the region, we're looking 20 years out. What's the job need? Where mm-hmm. Where is a high school graduate today going to be at 40? Yes. And how do we give them an opportunity to be here, doing that here, raising children with this quality of life that we're enjoying today? Mm-hmm. We've talked about P-TECH. We've talked about the Healthcare Academy. How do adults um, at any age learn more about Bernie ISD? Well, we have a wonderful website. Uh, we're updating it all the time to make sure it's as accurate as possible. But one of the things that we want to tap into more is we have some very well-educated folks here. When we were going through the bond, uh, we realized that a good 35% of our our folks do not have students in our schools. But they're well-educated. They're here, and they want to be part of it. So we're going to start well, we have been reaching out, but we're going to start a campaign to reach out to those folks. And some of those may want to come and teach in our P-TECH. We, we don't need necessarily the full-time teacher, but some of those specialties could teach in P-TECH, teach some college hours, but also volunteer. We need mentors. There's this belief that everyone in Bernie and the Bernie area is wealthy. Uh, I can tell you that's not necessarily true. Uh, we have a lot of families who are just struggling to make ends meet. Then we have some people in poverty and we need help. Uh, They need help. They need mentors. They need trainers, people who will work with them, whether they are little ones or big ones. Uh, They just need, they need care. They need a relationship. And so we have a mentor program. And if you go to our website, look up our mentor program or our volunteer program, there's plenty of ways to get involved with our students. And part of that is your community Mm -hmm. leadership academy. And What does that really take? What is the commitment to be a part of that? Well, we tried to do it light. This is the first year. We're kicking it off. And last I looked, we had nearly 80 applicants. Um, That shows a lot of interest in the schools. But you mentioned it earlier. People do not quite understand that um, this is a business. We have over a $100 million budget each year. We employ 12, 1,300 people. We touch the lives every day of 11,000 students. Uh, another 20,000 parents, and just the community in general, in a, a daily basis, we we run 13 restaurants. We travel in, in a, a transportation system that travels 6,000 miles a day. Um, it's not just the little one-room schoolhouse anymore. It really is a true business, and I know a lot of people don't like us to talk about it that way because our heart and, and this is teachers and community, but our heart truly is still with the kids. That's the main focus of everything. But if you forget all the rest, I can tell you when a bus breaks down, I hear about it. We've got to treat it that way as, as a business and how we can do it better. Um, so we want people to understand in this Citizens Academy firsthand what this is all about. The first day we come in, there's a myth, you know, a, you know, a mythology about what a school board can and can't do. We'd start talking about that. What's the role of the superintendent? What's the role of the board? Then we get into some of our, you know, the first thing that we do is academics. It's number one, no matter what. And we start talking about how we're doing, what we can do better. Because part of what we want to do through this academy is lay out the good, but also lay out the things we need to improve on because we want their support. And every, you know, it's a, I think it's eight o'clock to one o'clock, uh, half a day, we 
feed you. We give you information, give you time to question, and get into the schools. We're going to take our time, go out to a school, eat at lunch, uh, hear from the principals, learn about our C Career and Technology Academies. Uh, we're going to, you know, we're big about student leadership. One of the days we're going to sit with the students and we're going to talk to them in my stu- uh, student advisory and they can hear firsthand from the students what's going on at their schools. Uh, it's truly immersion. And one of the days that I'm really most excited about is, you know, safety's the big thing in schools. We're going to run the whole day, the whole session is going to be about school safety. And we're going to put this these group of folks through um, some of the same training our SROs go through. I think it's going to be eye-opening for, for people about what is what do we need to do to keep our students and staff safe. Well, and, and safe is a complex word because yes, – Safety is physical safety, emotional mm-hmm. safety. There's so many elements when you're dealing with 11,000 students, yes, 20,000 parents. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you're, right, people are stuck on the hardening of the schools and, and the possibility of school violence. But the, what I deal with mostly is self-harm, our threats of self-harm. And so one of those days is going to be what do we do to emotionally support our students and staff? Uh, that has really been a high needs area, especially since COVID and some isolationism that's gone in, into place. And, and the use of social media to bully it happens with adults in the community. It happens with students. And we, we really, that is our, our main focus, our main threat that we deal with constantly. You're listening to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. My name's Justin McKenzie, and I'm sitting here with Dr. Tommy Price, Bernie ISD superintendent. And this is a fast conversation, 26 yeah. minutes, but we're dealing with some complex issues. We started talking about when you came into Bernie ISD seven years ago, we weren't near 10,000 students, alone 11. And so like everything in our community, the growth and the rapid growth bring strain. Yes. And you talk about a bus system that travels over 6,000 miles. That's 6,000 very difficult miles Mm -hmm. that also has to go through River Road and Herf. Yes. And you're dealing with the traffic. You're dealing with everything every person in the community deals with, but you're dealing it at scale. You're dealing with the students. Um, As we look into the future, I think these academies and these focused learnings are wonderful, but you also take care of everyone in the community. And Bernie ISD has a a great uh, special education program and a focus on, again, everyone in our community. I'd love to talk about that. And then some of the challenges for maybe the the hearing impaired with the pandemic and, and how do teachers really overcome some of the things that we've handled over the last three years? Well, you know, a lot of things that Jetsons told us that we we're going to do in the 60s has really come to fruition. Uh, Zoom calls and everything. We've had to do a, a lot of reluctant learners on, on adult part have had to just get over it to do what's best for students. Uh, I'm really excited about some of the possibilities with our our special ed programs, especially our over 18 program on the corner of John's Road, the old central office. That's going to be our new uh, over 18 program, and uh, we want to do more than than what we're doing now. What that looks like, we're going to have a little committee of parents and community to help us decide what over 18 looks like. But I'm used to where I came from, um, the ability to take our students in those programs and go to college. Well, one of the 
one of the things we don't have here is accessible to higher ed. I mean, if you want to go to college, the closest place you can go, Northwest Vista, 45 minutes away on a good day, is not good for a lot of our students. And going back to the emotional part, you know, when we talk over 18, a lot of times we think of learning disabled. What we're seeing more and more of is students who are on the spectrum with autism, anxiety, and they, we don't really have anything in our community for those students. Uh, we do a good job with our academy through our high school, 100% gradua- graduation rate. What does that give you? What other training? So part of that building is going to be over 18. Part's going to be expansion of the academy, which is alternative high school. But we want to invite in some colleges that will offer some of our students some certifications, whether that may be, and I'm just guessing, whether that's in cyber area or maybe that's air conditioning repair here. I mean, we know we need it this summer, but we've got to give these students and even our young folks who get out of get out of high school, they think, I don't need school. Maybe they work at one of the local, you know, fast food places and they realize flipping burgers isn't going to get you what you want. There's nothing around here for them to go back to. So what we want to build in that and with the empty rooms we have after four o'clock is the ability for the community to come in and learn. And we want to continue to expand that beyond the over 18, uh, even to our senior citizens with offer art classes, calligraphy, pottery, uh, get them into our schools. They pay a lot of tax money. Let's let them benefit also. So it's, we're at a good place where we can really take off in so many different areas. Well, it's, it's really exciting to see the foundation that you've laid in, in your time mm-hmm. here. What does it look like in the last year for you? What's happening after retirement? Yeah, I'm scared and I'm excited at the same time. Uh, it's, it's one of those things I think we all work towards. But I think what really came into my mind at this point is I'm healthy, there's things I want to do in our community. We plan on staying here, living here. I love it here with my family. And I can become more involved myself, whether it's at the church or whether it's in the community doing other things and, and different uh, charities or whether that's in different committees. But really, when you look at where we are academically, we've never been better. We're in a great place with our bond, wonderful board, support galore from our community. This is a place I really truly believe in term limits. This is my seventh year. I could stay a little bit longer, doing well, but it's a good time to hand it off to someone else. We're in a good place. They don't have to come in and fix. There's some things when they come in, just new eyes are going to pick up, and and that's okay. Uh, We all need that. But it's a good time for the district. It's a good time for me and my family. And one of the things I've, I've very few regrets in my career, but sometimes I spend more time with other people's families and children and watching great events than I did with my own family. So this is time for me to focus on my student, my, my students at home and, um, and making sure that they know how much I care about them and, and then give some of that love to the community. Well, I know the community celebrates everything that Bernie ISD represents and has done and, and, it's fun to see it in every aspect. If you're at a parade, you're going to see the teams and the band and everyone walking through and realizing how many lives are truly impacted um, in a school system like ours. As we wind down our time here today with you, with Dr. Tommy Price, I'm curious, where do you see education 10 years from now? Recognizing you get to take yeah. a step back and celebrate retirement, but 
we're moving quickly. Uh, I think P-TECH, the Healthcare Academy, Incubator EDU, the theater programs and fine arts, they're all preparing kids for different walks. Yeah. We weren't thinking about cybersecurity 10 years ago. Now, what's even scarier, if you think about, a lot of times I talk to our teachers and I say, think of 13 years ago, what life was like. And that's what our kindergartners right now, 13 years from now, they're going to be going into a world that's going to be completely different. I think for us, uh, we've got a great community. Because of that great community, we're always going to have strong schools. Uh, our community is going to make sure of that. I, I think part of what we're going to have to do is individualize even more and more for our students. And that doesn't mean a la carte for everyone, but we need to really listen to the needs of the student, the needs of our community. We're a growing community. As we talked about earlier, there's just, we have to have opportunities for kids to stay here. That doesn't always mean a, a college to college degree and there's nothing wrong with that so what other opportunities we've got to work together as a community and have those tough conversations about where do we need to grow because we have a smart community they're going to we're going to learn from them and they may be seeing things that we never would thought of uh technology whether we like it or not it's going to be more and more important i think what we have to do though is learn to control it some uh, with COVID and the open of Zoom and everything else, one of the things we're doing now this year is we're kind of pulling back on the use of cell phones at our schools because they become a distraction. And I think we're going to have to, whether we like it or not, teach people how to use them correctly. And it's not to bully. It's not to constantly communicate and ignore what's around you. It's, it's one of the big challenges we're going to face. Social media can be great, but it can also be a a horrible tool in some people's hands and we've got to be able to teach our children you know we all learned in school propaganda uh, what's real and what's not we've got to really without judging we've got to be able to teach people to dig and really find out what's really going on uh, those are the challenges our kids are seeing now and I don't see them getting any better unless we pull the community in some of the best and brightest heads and have those conversations and and agree to disagree at times but really focus on our kids' needs, our community's needs. Uh, I see wonderful things uh, going on for our schools and uh, our students. It's just going to get better. You're listening to Building Texas on Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Thank you, Dr. Price, for everything you've done for our community and your tenure here. And, And really thank you to everyone at Bernie ISD for the love and appreciation and time they put into all of our students across the county it is the reason we're building an entrepreneurial ecosystem it's the reason we want there to be an opportunity to capture that export to keep the the brain trust here building a community for 20 years 30 years in the future and beyond so thank you for joining us and thank you for the way that you're building texas thank you for having me and it's a great experience Every week, you'll learn more about what's being built so that you can understand the vision, find helpful resources, and know how to get involved. This is Building Texas, where we sit down with the most interesting people who are making an impact locally and statewide. Join us every Saturday at 930, right here on Bernie Radio. This is Amy Story with the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Join us on Tuesday, October 24th for Kendall County's first economic summit at the Bevy Hotel for this half-day event to learn more about the businesses and opportunities here in Kendall County. This event is being brought to you by the San Antonio Business Journal and the Bernie Kendall County Economic Development Corporation. Sponsorships are still available, and individual tickets can be purchased through the San Antonio Business Journal or online at the BKC EDC website. 
That's www.bkcedc.com. You don't want to miss this opportunity to hear from local business leaders as well as representatives from the City of Bernie and Kendall County. Panel discussions include infrastructure planning and hear from the people and entities involved in the creation of our entrepreneurial ecosystem. Get your tickets before the event sells out. After the Economic Summit, Doss Greenhouse, Bernie's first business incubator, will host an open house. So come out and see the community's place to support and grow entrepreneurs, innovators, founders, and startups right here in Kendall County. That's www.bkcedc.com. Bernie Radio 103.9 FM. Now let's head over to the Patrick Heath Public Library with Miss Constance for Children's Story Time. As the Patrick Heath Library is open today from 10 to 4, this is Bernie Radio.